heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a rare weekend episode of the Locked On Pacers podcast. We are doing a Saturday episode because the Pacers have back-to-back games on this Friday-Saturday combo. Uh, I will uh, do a nice review of the Trailblazers game after this. But first, here with me to preview the Heat game tonight, journalist extraordinaire Kelly Cohen. Kelly, how are you? I am good. It's early, but I'm surviving. <laughs> early being early being 11 a.m., but that's okay. That's early on the weekends <laughs> for everyone, right? Exactly. <laughs> so the Heat haven't played since uh, since Wednesday against the Magic, and in a shocking turn of events, they actually lost to the Magic. Uh, how did you feel about that game? Did you get a chance to watch a lot of it or not Not so much? Um, I watched the recap. I was actually at the Wizards' home opener. Um, they played the Sixers, which ended up being some crazy good game. Um, so obviously, yeah, I live in D.C. now, but I'm from Miami, so that's kind of where my like split fandom comes in half. I saw that the Heat lost. Um, I saw that Hassan Whiteside banged his knee up against someone I forget who but I guess now he has this knee contusion or knee whatever god knows what when you have a knee when you're that big and large it probably takes double the time my knee would take to heal because it's six times the knee of mine (laughs) so I think he's out Uh, I was actually talking to one of my friends who covers the heat down in Miami and I think it's actually going to be not just like a game or two I think it's going to end up being a couple of games so I haven't had a chance to look at the heat schedule kind of where they are the next few games so I'm hoping that it's not going to put them in that big of a drought or you, you don't want to play catch up. I mean, you're Oh, and one, you're at the bottom of the Southeast. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really disappointing because I was actually excited to watch Whiteside in this game last year against the Pacers. I talked about this on our week preview pod. He had 60 rebounds in three games because the Pacers are just like the worst rebounding team and one of the worst rebounding oh, yeah. teams in the league. I don't even know who's on the, Pacers anymore. So you don't <laughs> me on that. We used to have Paul George. Did you know that? I know that you used to have Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of like about this new OKC team, which I know probably hurts your soul. But <laughs> I, I think everyone's about it. Thursday night, and I was like, "This is actually kind of fun." And I've never really been a Mellow fan, so it was like kind of interesting for me to enjoy watching them play. But yes, I know who used to be on the Pacers. I never. <laughs> I used to dislike the Pacers a lot when they had that little like mini rivalry with the Heat kind of like five yeah. or five years ago. Um, but now I'm like, I don't even know who's on the team, so I probably don't care. <laughs> they, uh, they've been fun and pushing on fast breaks and scoring a lot of points, but unfortunately they can't stop anybody. And I'm scared that the, the Heat's depth might might just be a kryptonite for them. But thankfully there's no uh, Hassan Whiteside to get 6,000 rebounds <laughs> like there would yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to definitely stifle like the little pick and roll, but we are, we, the thing is like, we are, it's our home opener and you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been to a NBA game in Miami or at least seen it on TV, but Miami Heat fans are crazy. We are like, we have this reputation of leaving early, but we actually don't ever leave early and we're actually insane and we're loud. And I know American airlines is going to be rocking tonight. So even without Whiteside, I think, and we're also missing, you know, a few other guys which is not fun and we're obviously not playing at full health, but you know, it's going to be a good game. I think even though we're missing like the original people from that, you know, original rivalry, I don't even know who's left anymore. Maybe just Haslam. I think (laughs) 
Uh, I, I'm looking. I, I believe that's the only one left. Yeah, so it's still there, but I don't know who's going to start in place of Whiteside tonight. Actually, I was thinking about. I thought it was going to be Olenek, but I, I don't. I hope it's not Olenek. Well, Olenek, but did Olenek start against the Magic? Who I don't know. Whiteside played that game. Lineup, he started. Oh, Olenek started the four. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, so I think maybe they'll bring in John. It'll maybe no. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. We know that Eric Spolster is a little wizard, so God only knows who's going to start. Whoever it is is going to kill it. I hope it's not Olenek at center because it seems like every time Olenek plays a team I like, someone gets injured or he has like his best game of the season. Yeah, I don't know. Olenek is – I bet Olenek will probably move to center, and I bet James Johnson will probably move up to power forward. I could see that. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Uh a big fear for the Pacers, similar to the to the Heat, is that their center, uh, Miles Turner, is also going to be missing the game, just like last night against Portland, due to a concussion and neck injury. I still don't exactly know what that is, but uh, the neck injury, but the concussion is just awful. Uh, did you see it happen? I didn't see it happen, but was it? Did it look really bad? No one saw it happen. It was like a shock to everyone. It came out that he was oh. doubtful two days after the game, and and it kind of blew everyone's mind. And now it turns out it's a concussion. Interesting. But so you then, didn't see him like fall or get hit or anything? No. I'm sure there's a video, but I haven't, I unfortunately haven't seen it yet. And then backup center, Damonta Savonis last night going uh, for a, uh, for on a putback tip dunk, grabbed the rim in it. And it, when the rim came back up off his hands, it hit him in the face three different times. Really? Oh, that's so, bad. Yeah. So tough uh, center situation for the Pacers tonight. So it could be a good Kelly Olenek game. And you might, <laughs> you might see some Bam at a bio. In more minutes, he played six yeah. minutes in the Heat season opener, but he could be exciting. We have such an interesting roster going, and I mean, I didn't like I said, I didn't really watch the Magic game. I kind of only saw clips, and I saw I don't know what happened. You know, I think we were winning, and then I don't know where their run was. I because I was at the Wizards games, I was getting the alerts. You know, I saw after. I wasn't sure if maybe we just stunk it up. I assume probably we just really stunk it up in the third quarter. Like that's it's like correct. A big, Okay, yeah. So it's a big heat thing, at least on like heat Twitter. Not last, a little last year and the year before, we were just really struggling along, calling us like it, we would just call it the third quarter. Like we were just, <laughs> we're, the heat are just notorious for having really crappy third quarters. And usually, if it's a team, I guess, like the Magic, who, again, I don't even, who does the Magic have that I care about? I'm not sure. But I guess they probably had like a little run. And then it's kind of hard for us to get back on that, especially if Whiteside was hurt or, it was, if it's a third quarter, it's hard for us to get back. <laughs> yeah, there, there's hope for the Pacers that they can have a run like that after seeing the Magic do it. But I am fearful for two reasons that that is not possible. Because one, like you just said, it's the Heat's home opener. And I think going to yeah. be full house, loud, rowdy people. And two, the Pacers are on a back to, road back-to-back, which is just basically a scheduled loss in today's NBA. And they just got clobbered last night, didn't they? They did. They were hanging in there for a while. I'm going to review all this later, guys, so so don't read in too much to this. It's just a general overview. But they were hanging in for a bit, but then Portland just blew the doors off of them in the second half. And Portland, like, wow, Portland, Portland's 2-0. I really, I've always had like a little soft spot for Portland. So that's well, they've, They played Phoenix in the Pacers, so I don't... Oh. <laughs> but still, I mean, I mean, the Wizards lost to... I mean, the Heat lost to the Magic. That's true, so that's I mean, true. The Magic just lost to the Nets, so that, that Magic loss looks even worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I think it's like the beginning of the season, working out the kinks, like the heat. You know, they should have, as long as, you know, obviously I don't like going 0-1 and I don't like losing to the Magic, but 
it's like a working out the Kings kind of game. I mean, honestly, watching the Wizards, I was at the game the past two nights, like they and the Pistons and they were, they had some hella kinks to work out. So I think, you know, as long as the Heat don't get into that slump where they went, whatever, they were just so terrible at the beginning of last season when they went, whatever it was, 11 and 30 or no, whatever. As long as they don't get into that slump where, you know, they have to start playing catch up for so long. I think, you know, losing the first game is okay. And working out those kinks. Cause I know we are kind of banged up, but you know, obviously having white side out for however long it is, is going to really not be fun. So we have to kind of make sure that, you know, we do, we do have good depth, but we don't necessarily have good depth in guys that have, you know, been in the NBA for a while or been around the block for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see how we do use that depth of people to kind of get into it. But I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this team. I like it. <laughs> I do too. And I, you know, I think the magic game is weird because first of all, Whiteside hit a three, which was hilarious, but uh, oh, you know, he that, did. Wow. He did. He, he, he caught it and he stepped back behind the line and everyone just kind of ran away from him and he shot it and he drilled it. It was hilarious. But uh, the, as a whole, the team shot eight of 30 from three and the Heat are a pretty good three-point shooting team with Ellington and Tyler Johnson and yeah. some of the starters. So I don't think they're going to do that again. And I'm going to ask you who yours is in a second, but my X factor tonight is actually waiters just because he's so dynamic that I think he can, he can really tear apart the Pacers with, you know, some of his shooting and getting to the basket and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think, I think it's going to be waiters or Goron just because we kind of need that with, with white side out, you know, with that huge presence right down there under the basket at all times and being able to kind of run those pick and rolls with those guys. I think not having him there, we're going to need to see who steps up and can kind of help Goron and um, waiters be more speedy. Um, and I know waiters is still dealing with that ankle injury. So it'll also be interesting to see, you know, I mean, nowadays it's like every time someone goes up for a dunk or anything, you just hold your breath. Like, please do not fall down and break everything. So I know waiters is still favoring that ankle and, yeah. And I mean, Goran had such a great summer, so it'll be, I just want him to yeah. pick up steam. Eurobasket's very exciting. Are you, are you a member of Waiters Island? Uh, I, I don't know what I am. Like I'm still, after <clears throat> Wade left, I was just still so just distraught that I like didn't watch NBA the next season. And obviously the heat were terrible. And, but you know, last year was great seeing the heat just pick up at the end and, and just kind of like succeed at the end of the season. So I'm just hoping we build on that. And yeah, I'm here for waiters. He always, you know, when he played for OKC, I always thought he was kind of just a joke. And now I see him kind of as like a leader. And I see the posts that the guys on the team always put on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. And they're all just like, they really do have a brotherhood down in Miami. So I'm really just excited to see them keep building off of that. We have young guys that are really scrappy players that came from, you know, the D league. I mean, hello, Hassan Whiteside was a nobody. And, I still do trust in like the Miami process. So I really wanted to land Hayward over the summer. Um, it didn't work out. I still, you know, I'm still someone who's a big proponent of Boogie Cousins and I really just want him on a good team. I think he would really thrive well on the, on the Wizards, but if he came to the Heat, that would make me happy too. So I think it's going to be a very interesting NBA season. <laughs> I do too. Uh, I, I, you see a lot of guys switch jerseys in the, this is not related to this game, but I just want to throw this in. You see a lot of guys switch jerseys and switch teams in the NBA, but I've never been more like caught off guard than the first time I saw Dwayne Wade on the court in a Bulls jersey. I mean, I was just really off guard seeing him in a Cavs jersey. I'm going to be at the, yeah. the Wizards, the Wizards Cavs. See, but for me, the Bulls thing was like, like a slap in the face to Miami. To me, the Cavs thing is just kind of like, just go do you. 
I know that I, I think Wade is going to probably sign one of those like random one day contracts and retire as a member of the Heat. So I think that will kind of erase how pissed I am that he left. But I, kinda, <laughs> I understood why he left. It was a business decision. You know, we didn't want to get locked into like a Kobe Bryant-esque Lakers contract. So I get it. But seeing him in the Bulls is weird. But I'll be at the Wizards game actually working with SB Nation. I cross my fingers. Hopefully on the 3rd, November 3rd, the Cavs will be here to play the Wizards. And that's just going to be weird. Like being in that locker room and like talking to Wade. and It's just, it's just so sh- weird. But they are best friends. And like seeing them kind of like their dynamic back together is kind of cute. So... <laughs> They're just the boys hanging out again. Yeah, like it's not like Wade is going to – I mean, maybe he'll do some great things for the Cavs, but I don't. that whole team is just bizarre to me. So I'm just like whatevering about it. I'm like, well, it's there, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, we should we should get back to this game for just a tiny bit longer. Uh, so my X Factor for the Pacers in particular is going to be Darren Collison, who had an awesome first game and a not-so-awesome second game. And – I, it, it's telling that they won the first game and did not win the second game. I know that seems so simple, <laughs> seem so simple to say, but uh, you know if he can have another twenty-one and eleven game, especially given you know that he'd have the depth, and we're going to need some good point guard play to be able to overcome him. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Darren Collison as my X factor. Do you have uh, Do you have anyone you're looking out for on the Pacers as a, as a scary opponent? Um, I mean, I I guess him if he's that if he's that important to your guys' you know, <laughs> runs, then. I guess who are your four four your wow who are your five starters again? <laughs> well, tonight it's gonna it's gonna be probably Collison, Oladipo, Boyan Bogdanovich, Thaddeus Young, and Demontis Sabonis, unless his face injury is really bad. Oh my gosh, that is oh my god, Bogdanovich plays for you guys. Can I yeah. make him, can I make him the X factor just because yes. I loved him on the Wizards? I loved him too. So please pick him. All right, I'm gonna pick him. for those of you that don't know i should have said this earlier me and kelly uh wrote for bolts forever together i don't i don't really post there anymore but we i was a wizards fan growing up so we have that connection but yeah i loved boyan on the wizards too he he really jump-started that bench and now he's starting it's fun yeah i'm gonna pick him just because why not and (laughs) yeah he was great on the wizards like he was pretty he was just good oh my god i forgot he was drafted by miami way back in the day Um, he was yeah, I'm going to make him my X Factor for the Pacers. Um, but I guess I probably would have picked Miles Turner had he not been dealing with whatever he's dealing with. <laughs> I would also have picked him because the Pacers are not very good on the glass and they would just they would have needed that tonight. But unfortunately, without Whiteside, the Heat aren't going to just kill them on the uh, on the boards, thankfully. So that's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, the, the, the dynamic of those two teams now without those two big men is going to be so interesting. I know. I'm very intrigued to watch, you know, who steps up in, in a situation like this where, like, every rebound is, is available to get. Right, I want, yeah. the, uh, I want the official DC Examiner, SB Nation, NBC Washington sponsored <laughs> prediction for the final score tonight. Oh, my gosh. Those are so impossible because like, <laughs> literally, like, Someone can literally hit a three as time expires and it just like ruins everything. I mean, I think it might be kind of, I'm trying to think if I think it's going to be less offense or less defense. Um, well, the Pacers, know, just you, know the Pacers scored first? a 140 in their first game in regulation. Right. I saw that. Um, Insane. How about Heat 107, Pacers 100? Okay. <laughs> That's close to where I had my my number of of difference. Yeah. I was gonna go uh one eleven one oh one, so we're close. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to be like some crazy like, oh my god, 15 points, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, a one possession game. <laughs> no, I don't think so either, especially cuz the Pacers are on a back-to-back. They're just going to they're flying to Miami today, I believe, so. Oof, yeah. Thankfully no Miami in the nightlife to kill them. <laughs> I was about to say were they there last night cuz if they so they're they're still at the club. <laughs> Those are my favorite jokes, the Miami and LA nightlife are undefeated jokes. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because I hate, you know, growing up in Miami like no professional sports team plays in South Beach. And I just hate that people are still obsessed with, oh, my gosh, let's go down to South Beach or, like, blah, 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 South <laughs> Beach. I'm like, no professional sports team has their arena or stadium near South Beach. I mean, Miami does, but it's like a 15-minute drive across a bridge. Yeah, I've never been there, so I, I truly don't actually know the answer to yeah. the location. So but I will never say South Beach now. What? Yeah. So when never say it just it irks people that are from Miami. Like no one, <laughs> no one plays in South Beach. <laughs> well, remember everyone. She uh, predicted one hundred seven one hundred. And if you, <laughs> when she's wrong, go tweet at her at is Polity Cohen underscore still at? Yes, that's okay. it. Okay. <laughs> you can. Uh, I don't work for Politico, but it's basically like because I'm a Politico in my job, and then you add C O H E N to it underscore. It's my last name. <laughs> <laughs> it, it blends nicely together. Are you working on anything fun this week? Sports, politics, anything? I know you're into uh, every um, facet of the world. I mean, politics is always moving and turning, but it's kind of been draining. So I've kind of been like just reading headlines because I've just been so mentally tired from the world of politics. Um, <laughs> I think just watch just happy NBA's back and being able to come home after a long day of work and just watch some random team and be happy with it. Um, I know the Wizards, like I said, the Wizards are about to go on a very long West Coast swing, but I will be working at the games, um, the first and the third. So they play the Suns and the Cavs. So I guess look out for anything I do there. Um, and then definitely always follow uh, NBC Sports Washington. They're great. I just started freelancing for them, and we they have a really great creative digital team with those really awesome graphics and stuff. So, And they're not, you know, they're getting more into, like, the tweeting where it's, like, more fun, not just, like, here's the halftime score. Like, oh, my God, yo, look at that dunk and stuff like that. So they're really fun over there. So I would say just go check them out if I'm not there. <laughs> All right. You guys will have to check Kelly out. I mean, oh, obviously football. I'm a diehard Miami sports fan, and the uh, Hurricanes are the only undefeated team in the ACC right now. Yeah, they're so killing knock it this on, year. Knock on wood. They are killing it this year. I know. It's been great for my mental stability. So that's kind of what <laughs> I'm doing right now, just sports and enjoying the fall weather. <laughs> I'm not the biggest college football fan, but I, I do like Miami being quote unquote back. I think that's very cool. Yeah. I don't think we're back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's good for the sport. It is. Uh, you can all follow Kelly, like I just said, at Politi Cohen. Uh, you can follow her Wizards work all over the place. I can't even keep up with it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Her, her last tweet is about John Wall's MVP chance. Uh, <laughs> if you like the Wizards at all, just make sure you give her a follow on Twitter. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And now we'll transition to an ad followed by my five-minute review of the Portland game. And we'll be right back. Hey guys, a quick ad break, and I would be remiss if I did not tell you guys about the wonders of SeatGeek, because I used it last night to go to the Portland game, and it was amazing. I got tickets with a value score of 85, which is the highest I've ever seen on there, and I was able to go with my code of LONBA for only $2. It was amazing. What SeatGeek does is it aggregates all these other sites to save you time and money by making sure you're getting the best deal and saving time by not having to go to a bunch of other sites to find your ticket. All you have to do is find the ticket with the best score or the best value for how much you're willing to spend, and you're guaranteeing that you're going to have a great time at the game for a low 
uh, low cost. And if you use the code LONBA at checkout, you'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchased. It saves you time. It saves you money. What could be better? I don't think there's very much. I would recommend using SeatGeek on your phone, your laptop, or your tablet, or whatever. And now back to the show to talk a little bit about the Portland Trailblazers game from last night. All right, now for a quick review of the 114-96 to Trailblazers-Pacers game in which the Blazers uh, had a nice second half and were able to pull away from the Pacers a little bit. Uh, it was tough because C.J. McCollum was in his first game back and Damian Lillard's just a great player. Uh, C.J. McCollum, you could tell, had some nice vengeance going on. He shot 12 of 18 from the field on his way to 28 points, and Damian Lillard was a plus 25. He was one of the most impactful players here. Uh, I was actually at the game for the first half, and I was with my friend Robert, so he's actually with me to talk a little bit about what we saw, but we'll kind of keep it brief just because it was kind of a disappointing showing from the Pacers, who only put up 96 after putting up 140. Uh in the first quarter, Sabonis went for a dunk and hit himself in the face with the rim, which was interesting. He was kind of playing hurt the whole game, and it was, uh, you know, kind of tougher to to see, you know, if he was really playing his hardest or if he was playing timid because of his face injury. Uh, Robert, did you see anything you liked from either team last night? Honestly, I I enjoyed the game. It was uh, <laughs> it was a hard fought match. Pacers like actually put up a good fight against Lillard, and I'm a big Purdue guy because you know Big Swan again, but. Other than that, like I did enjoy it. Um, I do think that the Pacers could do a very, like a much better job of crashing the boards because, like, the rebound stat is just mind-boggling to me. Like, Blazers had fifty-one rebounds, Pacers didn't even break forty. So I, I definitely think they could do a better job there. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, I think it was a good game. Me and Adam have harped on all offseason uh, the disappointing Pacers rebounding without Turner. It was even more exacerbated. Like he just said, they lost 39-51 on the rebound battle and. After somehow beating the Nets in the rebound battle, I told you guys I was going to do the correlation between winning the rebounds and winning the game. Uh, so far, if they win the rebounds, they win. If they don't, they lose. And tonight was a great example of that. They had no answer for Aminu on the glass. Weirdly, he had 16 rebounds coming in from the 3-4 position. It was it was very odd to see him just have no trouble getting the rebounds over Thad Young, uh, even though Thad had seven himself. Something else I thought was interesting was the bench for Portland was amazing. Evan Turner was a plus 22. He shot 7-12 and had 17 points. Yeah, good for him. He actually put up a very good game. He did have a good game. I know he gets a lot of stick for his bad contract, but he looked awesome. Uh, for the Pacers in particular, like I said, Sabonis had a nice, disappointing game. Uh, Corey Joseph, you know, his defense was good, but he was pretty terrible off the bench. He, he made all his free throws, but only one of five shooting is uh, not what you want to see at all. But I think we have to talk about the biggest bright spot, which is TJ Leaf. Uh, no, Everyone knows how exciting TJ Leaf is now. He had that crazy run in the second quarter of scoring. And in his 19 minutes, he was 7 of 11 from the field, 2 for 3 from deep, on his way to 17 points. And I know his defense is terrible, but that's what you want to see from your rookie draft pick. Were you excited when you saw Leaf in that second quarter? I would. Like, he, he definitely is a hustler. Like, he puts up his work, and he's just fun to watch. I enjoy watching him. Like, he's... He puts in the effort, he's a hustler, and he does scrap. Like, he does his work. You can tell this guy works hard, and it, it shows. So, like, I, I enjoy watching TJ Leaf, and he definitely uh, earned his paycheck that night. He sure did. And in a night where the Pacers only made four threes in the whole game, 
Very nice to see him go two for three from deep. I yeah, think it's that, a, that was a, that was a bad stat. They took 18 threes only eighteen and only made four. They took thirty four, I think, in the first game. It's really discouraging that in their two games they shot under thirty percent from three both games. I kind of thought all off season that with the additions of Bogdanovich and Collison and Oladipo, and you know they might be an okay three point shooting team that could space the floor a bit. But if they're not knocking them down, that floor spacing is going to be completely diminished. And you could tell with Turner because they had to play Al Jefferson a lot, which we'll talk about in a minute. You know that was that was a challenge. And well, if you're only getting <coughs> six offensive rebounds in a game, you should not be taking that many threes if you can't make them. Yeah, it was. That's true. That's a good point. You know, it was it was weird. They kept they do that pocket pass play so well to get that pick and pop three at the top of the key, but it just wasn't falling for them. Uh, but Al Jefferson played his first minutes of the season because of that Turner injury and Savonis mm-hmm. getting hit in the face by the rim. Sixteen minutes, four of six from the field, on his way to eight points. Uh, but minus seven because, as many people noted on Twitter, the second he came in the game, the Blazers just went at him every time on defense and pick and roll because of his, uh, he's slow and he's getting older. And it was nice to see Skinny Al, you know, succeed on offense. Four or six is, is fine off the bench and would be great in garbage time, but uh, not exactly the guy you want playing meaningful minutes. And he was running with the starters for a little bit and could not really hang on defense at all. Only grabbing two boards, too. Not very, not very nice. <laughs> Go ahead. I, sorry, I just <laughs> found that funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lance Stevenson, another guy we're talking about. After his 6-for-19 shooting in the first game, he was 1-for-5 tonight, so at least he toned down the shot attempts, but still can't make them, which is uh, discouraging. His defense was nice yet again, but, I, I mean, if, it, if the shot's not falling for him, he's got to stop taking them. Uh, the team, after putting up 102 shots in the first game, only 78, you know, they weren't pushing as hard. I, the Turner effect is very clear here that when he plays, you know, the offense clicks a lot better, which is not a surprise at all. Uh, the last guy I want to touch on, Victor Oladipo, 5 of 17, missed all of his threes, 7 of 9 from the line, but he was minus 18, which I believe was worst on the team. It was tied with Sabonis. So, you know, if his shot's obviously not falling, the team's not going to succeed as well with teams in the game, and especially with his defense just being kind of mad and McCollum really going off. He was a tough guy to impact. He was. Uh, uh, go Hoosiers, go Oladipo, but <laughs> the same time, like, 5 for 17 is just not an acceptable stat at this point. <clears throat> He needs to hit his shots. He's definitely a that player that, that could that can shoot, but he needs to hit those shots. Yep. Uh, so now that we're done with the players, I, I had fewer notes this time from this game, but I'll take over for for this part. Uh, <laughs> they finally ran a play. I've been hoping they run all season. If you remember my my sets pod with Tim earlier in the off season, I wanted them to run floppy because they have such good shooters. They finally ran floppy for Darren Collison. I was very excited to see it. Except they threw him the pass too early. He caught it in the mid range and immediately turned over the ball. But it was nice to see the play. Maybe if they can execute it a little better, they can get some nice wide-open threes. And uh, when the defense are struggling with Jefferson, and they finally did something I wanted them to do more because their defense has been struggling so much to stop at the point of attack, especially with the guards. I mean, a game like against Portland, you need to switch more. And they finally started to switch big-small a little bit. It wasn't exactly working because Lillard had no trouble getting to the rim still, but that big-small switch, you could tell, at least made their shots a little tougher around the rim and on the wings. So maybe that's an encouraging sign for McMillan actually making an adjustment. But... Uh, we'll see how the game goes in Miami tonight. I hope you enjoyed the preview with Kelly and my review with my friend Robert. Uh, everyone, enjoy your Saturday, and we'll see how the Heat game goes tonight.